Thanks to the Diamond Tina Podcast Network, this is more Fired Up! And we are more Fired Up on the Diamond Tina Podcast Network. And Dennis Carnahan, we are delighted to welcome back Stephen Ferris into yeah, the fold. round of applause. Yeah. Hello, there you back, go. Yeah, look, I, I would oh. be... Uh, Probably thinking about shoelaces and and my, my belt. <laughs> if it wasn't for you guys, thank you very much for saving me from uh, a, a disastrous loss on Friday. We'll get to that soon, though. Disastrous, disastrous loss. Now, season uh, defining, season yes, ending. Yes. I would have said it's lovely to be back. Thank you for having me. Thank you for giving me the time away. Uh, I do have a son to attend to. Yeah, of course, we we understand that family family is more important than <laughs> podcasting. Gotcha. Oh, Golden rule. I, I saw mine off yesterday. Uh, he says Saturday night. Uh, went to the airport. Saw him off. He's gone to Europe. Wow. Really? <laughs> yep. It's very much like. How could you go to Europe with the origin looming so closely? Well, yeah. so he, who is your son? He's landed in Spain. The plan is he's going to Pamplona. And him and his mates have got it sorted out. They had- they're going to watch. In, they'll turn inside and watch the origin turn down and watch the running of the bulls. Is that right? Is that on, on this week? It was on the news so, yesterday, that, oh, yep. this morning, that uh, there have been two major injuries. Yeah, well, they're not stupid enough to actually run with the bulls. My They've son got- did that. Did he? He did. And he, did he get injured? No. I don't see the point. I just I don't see it. Like, well, you know, having yeah. Gordon Tallis run out, you may really be something fun about being hammered by Gordy, but being an actual yeah. bull. What about being run out by Crystal Gale? Crystal Gale. That'd make your brown eyes blue, wouldn't it? Sure, wouldn't it? <laughs> I used to get Crystal Gale confused with... Uh, Yourself? Juice Newton. <laughs> just call me Angel in the morning. That seems just similar. call me Angel of the morning. Now, your what, what would he have been calling if he hadn't called her Angel? <laughs> Let's not go there. Now, you, you trust your son when he says, Dad, I'm not running the Bulls? With the Bulls? Yeah, because all his mates are pushing you to, and he is, he, he is a Bull. He's stubborn as all get out. And as soon as you say, maybe you should do this, bang, it's never ever going to happen. Yeah. The most famous person I can remember or Australian running with the Bulls was Ian Chappell. Gosh. And he, and he was the full, he had the, like, the white sort of sailor suit with the cravat and the newspaper, you know, because you got the newspaper to sort of keep the, <laughs> the bull riled up if it happens to be near. Wow. Oh, is it? He just was shows it. Brother- for like 60 minutes or something? Yeah, no, it was just, it was. Just an idiot. It was back when he was doing Wide World of Sports oh, with course. Gibbo. Yeah, yeah, so this yeah. is back in the early 80s. Yeah, it, was days. it was macho. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, I'd never yeah. do it. Did he have a picture of Buzz Rothfield in the paper? Was he waving that at the ball? Because yes. that would... It's a very good that point. That would enrage them. I don't know whether he actually took a newspaper with him. <laughs> for the Could have been the sun mm. in those the sun. days. Mm. Something like that. Did Buzz work for the, for the sun? He would have been there, surely. I don't know. I don't know. He looks you, of, of right age. Do you remember Wayne Elmer, the record reviewer for the sun? Vaguely. He was fantastic, mm. right? He was. He got me into Tangerine Dream. Wow. Yep. Now we're talking. Thank he you, Wayne. Said, he said, even though it's synthesizer music, it has one affecting characteristic. It swings. But he wasn't a progressive yeah, rock yeah, fan, yeah, as yeah. you guys know, I am very much so. How much do you miss the swing? As in the well, culture I mean, I would well. say the Beatles, oh, the Beatles probably were the, the, the preeminent. We love the Beatles, of course, and Yesterday's a great film. Uh, but they killed off swing, basically, didn't they? I mean, swing was considered corny and cheesy by the time they eased out of rhythm and blues and rock and roll into 4-4. Is that right? Yeah. Right. I had it it's explained cool. to me once that Black Sabbath are interesting because they swing. They well, ACDC have a shuffle. You can yeah. call it a shuffle or a, t- a tatter swing. Yeah, it's not quite a swing though. Like, it's, no, it's, it's not it's quite more a straight 12-8. It's a straight... What, ACDC? Yeah, it's a triplet feel rather than a swing, than a proper... There you go. I call it a shuffle? Yeah. You call it a triplet? Yeah. Okay. We've got Origin coming up. Are you... 
are you going to bring back the swing no. at Origin 3? Well, yes, but very much so. But it's it's going to have a heavy, heavy flavour of a bossa nova. And I'm not talking about Elvis Presley's bossa nova baby. I'm talking about the, the father of bossa nova who passed away on Saturday night, Gio Gilberto. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. It'll be 100% uh, bossa nova. And I'm as we have talked about at coffee this morning, uh, Gladys is a big fan of bossa nova. Is she now? <laughs> yes. And you know she, that for a fact? I do. And uh, she and Freddie have come together over the weekend to sort of sit down on their 60s-themed carpet rug uh, in front of the fire to play a bit of Boston in tribute. And they said, come on, Freddie, let's do it. So Clemmer scores, do we get Girl from Ipanema? Gotcha. Yeah. Is, is Boston over, is it a, a daytime kind of music? Oh, God, it's not no. really a late night music, is no, it? No, Sunset. It's sunset. Yes, sunset cocktails. Yeah. So it's, it's all making a picture: bed, bossa nova, yes. sunset, yes. lockout. Yeah. It's easy. It's sexy. Brighton's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Blue, it's Brighton's pretty. baby, New South Wales blues, bossa nova. Like yeah. there's so got much it. B. You got it. <laughs> Can't <Wow>. wait. <laughs> and Gladys Berejiklian's baby blues. Boss and over baby. <laughs> oh. Well, the particular cat that came out of the particular bag this morning was this alliance Meryl. between Fitler and Berejiklian. Mm. And you didn't use the word unholy. Well, no. Well, but I mean, there's been a bit of a sense of war going on lately, and I refer, of course, to Paul Kent and the Blues. Camp. A bit trumped up, though, isn't it? Well, is it? Is it? It's like Iran. So Kent, in his uh, Sunday column, and this will take us back to the Berejiklian issue. Mm. Was talking about how in Origin two in two thousand and seventeen when Thurston had the bung wing, mm. and then we all knew it. Yeah, everyone we could see it, was, it. It was you know yeah. it, was, it was on the TV. We yeah. all knew it. we should have run at him. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and Pearson Maloney did not, and Joey Johns went ballistic. But that would have been un-Australian. Jonathan Thurston is higher than any sort of mortal in this country, as revered by the public. And to run at a broken wing of Jonathan Thurston would not have been a good look. So Laurie Daly would have been. Received Hammond. a call from what would have been Turnbull at those days, who was the yes, Prime Minister, and said, absolutely. you can't do it. Yes. Okay, Because Joey Johns was very unhappy about it, and uh, he said, and I quote, they didn't go at him once at all in the second half. I couldn't believe what I was watching. You've got a player out there who cannot pick his arm up off the ground, and they didn't target his side of the field. I don't know what they were doing. Kent goes on to say the New South Wales halves were Pearson Maloney, who are at the halves for this Wednesday's game. Johns was right at the time and entitled to his say. Now he is inside camp. Criticism from others is unacceptable. Of course. What is that? That's how power works, Chris. You know that. So coaching, well, what, this is what Kent says. Nobody can explain why coaching makes sane men suddenly become mad as the current blue staff have become. Become mad. So you've always referred to Freddie as the space cowboy, but this That's is right. something more insidious. He's like the mad king, is he? <laughs> and he's a shapeshifter. We don't know who he is anymore. So, so hang on, the, the suggestion is he's gone mad. So previously, the whole blues camp. So previously, Alexander. Sa- oh, okay, Alexander. Oh, Alexander's always been a bit nutty. Badiris has always been reasonably straight, straight down the straight line. Straight shooter, yeah. Well, you know, he, but look, if he's gone mad, then the world's gone mad. Yeah, absolutely. So that's a litmus test. If you've gotten to yeah. Badiris, yeah, yeah, exactly. You've got the head of Badiris. To, to Badiris's yeah. bossing over yeah. baby Brian's lawyer blues. <laughs> yes, far be it for me to forget, uh, to agree with Paul Kent. But let's look at the evidence. In the last uh, couple of weeks or so, who has Freddie brought into the New South Wales camp? It started fairly benignly with Mick Fanning, you know, mm. shark attack survivor, mm. great surfer, dot, Makes dot, sense. dot. yeah. Dawn Fraser, clear league identity. Yes. Then it gets a bit odd. Ian Thorpe? Thorpey, the Thorpedo. So he's just a has winner. He, has he ever laced a boot? Like, those are big shoes. I don't know if, I don't know if you get footy boots that size. 17, isn't it? Yeah. And then Wok Ryan. The Wok. Oh, yeah. Makes it, sense to me. Well, does it? Yeah. I thought yeah. how? Because Canterbury, where Wok was successful, as opposed to Balmain, 88, yeah, 89, wasn't. where he was unsuccessful. Yeah. Well, it's just a dose of old school. If, if Tommy can't talk very well at the moment, God love him, you bring in another old school voice. But Wok Ball was all about, you know, 
defensive, no shifting, yeah. absolutely no football. And I thought this New South Wales team built their Glamour. success on Movement. shifting the football. Yeah, yeah. So why would you bring in Walk? Yeah. I, it I would confuse the boys. What I'd, what I'd like to know is, did someone say to him, say, Walk, Ciro and Blocker, what do you reckon? She left him on? Because Walk to this day says, no, I, it was the right decision and I would make that decision again. I would I would take Blocker and Ciro off the field. He's still obsessed by that, He's he? still obsessed yes. by it. You know what? And I'm a Balmain fan. And you're with him? I'm 100% with him. Because that particular run, which we I think we started from fifth spot, something like that, and his uh, modus operandi was to get in front and in 10 minutes to go bring on Kevin Hardwick, noticed, noted and defensive stopper, yep. and shut the game down. And yep. no one knew it was going to go to extra time. So he's taken off Blocker and Ciro. He's brought on Hardwick and Kev, uh, Michael Podgy. Yep. Right. And uh, the strategy was right. The execution just let us down. And I think Ciro's always accepted it. Blocker's been a bit more quixotical. But they're all there. Blocker and Ciro and Walk. Bringing those guys together on the eve of Origin 3 yes. seems like a recipe for disaster. Yes. It's a big camp, then, isn't it? It's a huge camp. Yeah, and anybody else apart from Thorpe has uh, been introduced to this camp? Well, you've touched... Jessica a- Malboy? <laughs> perhaps? Dan Sultan? <laughs> no, Why not? No, Boy George, perhaps? <laughs> well, we've Eddie got- Logie with us? <laughs> we've got Guy Sebastian singing choir this Wednesday. That's going to be big. With Dale Finucane on backing vocals. Yes. Is, he gonna, is Dale actually going to sing? Dale's actually going to come out, do the backing vocals, yes. as, he, as you can catch online right now. Can we have Jack Vision singing uh, backup vocals? Well, what, what, Jack didn't get up in the voice in the end. Did I, I did not watch it. Did he not? No, I think someone called Diana or something. Oh, my God. That would break his heart again, wouldn't it? But you touched on this earlier, Stephen. Freddie is bringing in, on Origin Night, mm. Gladys Berejiklian. Yeah. How do we feel about that? Well, I, I, I just discovered from a bit of, uh, bit of Googling... She's Bailey's number one ticket holder. She is. No fanfare. No, I don't know. I thought it was just uh, that it was Abbott. And Chris, but, where does she live? Well, she's the member for Willoughby, Willoughby or right. whatever that seat is called. Oh, that, the closest thing would be the North Sydney Bears, correct? correct I, I've yes. not seen her in red and black, have you? No, and they were playing yesterday out at Campbelltown was Stadium. She there? No. 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 So, well, that brings into question her validity. Yep. Is she really from New South Wales? <laughs> Or did she come in here as a... A, a blow-in. A blow-in. Like a Queenslander. Let's just check her credentials, shall we? Well, this is this overall conservative domination of rugby league that concerns me because Morrison, well-known Sharks fan, Gladys now, man, number one ticket holders. That's just extraordinary. Yeah. So Freddie's quote on Gladys is, she runs the joint, how good? How good? <laughs> well, here we go. So she's uh, she, she was born in Manly, born at Manly Hospital. Oh, that's why. She's a man who's Fair enough. Of, okay, fair enough. Yeah, okay. That's, that's, that's credentials right there. And, Born and raised. And and to strengthen the argument, Freddie says there have been premiers in the past who didn't know who was playing. Not Nevy. Now, he's obviously Little. referring to Bob Carr there, but yes. uh, <laughs> Nathan Reese would he have known? Yes, he, he, would have, he would have had a red I, hot I think, go. I think Nathan Reese was a St. Pat's boy, wasn't he, from Strathville? He would have been a magpie Morris fan. Morris Yammer. <laughs> Yammer Canterbury, maybe. Who else have we got? One of the names of premiers can we remember? Oh, Barry. Uh, Baird. Barry, Barry O'Farrell. O'Farrell. He would have known. He's our chair of the West Tigers. Yeah. I reckon he wouldn't have known who was playing. He's an opportunist. Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah. He's just brought on a very beige yeah, look yeah, to the Tigers. Yeah. And Baird is obviously manly. Baird would have been, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and then Freddie concludes with, she does, does, she does her job yeah. and then goes on to say, vis-a-vis her relationship with Manly, Freddie yeah. goes, Manly used to be the team everyone hated now. They are like everyone's second favourite team. I think he oh, has gone mad. That's oh, completely that's so nuts. Cute. That is that's so warm and loving, and cuddly. Oh, isn't it? that yeah, is really? so against the grain of everything in rugby yeah. league. Uh, could I go around the table and say second favourite team, uh, Dennis? Second favourite team. 
The Mighty Dragons, right? I don't, I don't, I don't have one. <laughs> don't I have teams that I hate. Man, I have teams that I hate less. Yes. Um, In order of, please. Oh, Gosh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's just, sorry. I'm just, really? I'm scrolling down is the page because it's Raiders and they're just having to scroll right page, after page, yeah, after yeah, page yeah, after page yeah, after page. And your second so favourite team, Chris, would be the Raiders. Uh, well, it, Shooks, wouldn't it? When, when I grew up, <laughs> when I grew up, it was the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but we're talking the era of Steve Rogers, Rick Burke, uh, Barry Andrews, Tommy yeah. Bishop. Cliff Watson, need I go on? Wow. Uh, uh, You've definitely slipped through the cracks. Was it Glenn Capel and I think on so the wing? See, my, my problem is... But now it's the Chooks. I, I was a Manly fan. <laughs> so I play into Freddie's thing. I yeah, actually right. was a Manly Were fan. Were you born a Manly See, hospital? for all the madness, born, no, was, for all the weirdness, I was, you know, I was born he in Canberra, sense, doesn't he? And in 1973, <laughs> I didn't know that they'd won 72, but my brothers made me watch the 73 grand final with them and they made me go for Manly because they wanted the Sharks to win and then they, the could, toilet, they? They, they could throw things at me and thump me if Manly scored Great Brothers which was the 73 grand final otherwise known as the Dockyard Brawl yeah which was and then so my understanding as a what six year old was that Manly were the underdogs because everyone else in the room was going for Cronulla. Mm. And the, in my head, the underdogs got up. Yes. And so I stuck with Manly. You weren't very sharp as a child. No, I wasn't. Still not. No. But, but that sums up all of us, doesn't it? We're all, we all support the underdogs, don't we? Yeah. We all support the losers. Well, we, we none of us support, support the underdogs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that, is, that is the trope of rugby league, isn't it? You know, the fan. Yeah. Now, Loser. Now, now, how are we? <laughs> <laughs> as we said, 15 out of 16 supporter bases destined to lose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, 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 the whole game is built on misery. Exactly. No hope and misery. Yeah. Oh dear. Now, how are we spending our origin nights, mm-hmm. uh, Stephen? I'll start with you. Yeah. Look, uh, I'll be outside in the in the beautiful breeze, and I'll be playing some tunes throughout the evening. Some tunes. Who says that? You, Bob did. Rogers. Bob Rogers. He's <laughs> <laughs> still going, mind you. Yes. 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 Dennis, where will you be? Um, I'll be uh, at Stadium Australia. Oh. <laughs> you know he's got a full-time job with the ABC since you went away, Stephen? Wow. How about Woo-hoo. that? Congratulations. So yeah, I'll, be, I'll be mixing Origins. Yeah. So, so I've got next week, I've got uh, um, Rugby League Musical's National Tour of Queensland, which started in Newcastle on Friday, which is why I couldn't go to Stephen's birthday drinks. I'm sorry, Stephen. Yeah, happy um, birthday, Stephen. It actually goes to Queensland this week. I'm actually going to Brisbane, Toowoomba, and, and, uh, and the Gold Coast. Into the belly of the beast. Into the belly of the beast. But... To get my gear up there, I'm having to drive up today, then fly back to do Origin, and then fly back up because I won't have time. On Thursday, I'm going to have to rewrite the show according to whoever wins or loses. So uh, I've got hardest working man. So you're just coming back for Origin just to be here, coming back for Origin, and you'll be out there at the ground. I'll be at the ground. You're not working at the game. I'll be on the faders. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that. But but, congratulations to Ida Butter. She must be doing her job because we thought the ABC would be shedding. Not adding jobs. That's, no, 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 she's fighting the good fight for us. They've shed, they've shed half a dozen good engineers and oh, got a rubbish man. one in. Ah, yeah, cost saving exercises. It. Yeah. <laughs> Did anyone ever meet Jonathan Shire? He doesn't seem to have such a good reputation. No, I have not met Jonathan. No, no he was he was shredded. Yeah. <laughs> Red, Redfern Pat and I will actually be out there with the the punters good in the crowd, okay. cheering in the, in the cheap seats. <laughs> I don't know about cheap seats. Will you be calling out for a song? Yeah, well. Do you take requests? Uh, I the tiger. <laughs> oh, what do you mean? Play, play some Barnsley. Play some Akadaka. <laughs> so, it would be 
it would be a sort of nirvana if you'd actually would take requests because I, I think the idea of 85,000 punters at ANZ Stadium all giving you input oh, God, you would, be, that? Yeah, yeah. would be terrific. Yeah. If you had the world's playlist on some sort of app and everyone could press a button to pick their favourite song and it could scroll through to the most popular, what would that be? Okay, there's I know what would happen. There's going to be horses. Correct. Yeah. There's going to be uh, Kaysan. Yeah. And what's the other one? You're the voice. There's going to be... I, you really? wouldn't, you oh, wouldn't, yeah. You wouldn't put in an No, Sweet Caroline, I would have said. I would have oh, said Sweet no, no. Caroline comes in first. <laughs> no, that's that's an AFL caper. That's long gone. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Rugby League doesn't touch yeah, yeah, that, yeah. surely. Yeah. No, well, one, one, one <laughs> well, they can't now after the Bulldogs because it does have a bit of touching reference in uh, Sweet Caroline that, that got the, <laughs> the Bulldogs undone. Reaching out, touching me, touching oh, okay. you. Yes, yes, yes. They'll be, they'll be cupping but all it, over look, the stadium. It really, it really is, is it sticks in your, in your craw, is that the phrase? Yes. You know, it gets under my skin. Yes. Needles me. Uh, to see that, that, that Thunderstruck has been, you know, a, a, appropriated by that down south team from Brisbane, the Melbourne Storm. Yes. As their run on song. That really, really drives me ballistic. It's How the, dare they? It's the same in the Big Bash. Yeah. Is the uh, Sydney Thunder sort of issued an edict to all the other game day DJs, you can't play Thunderstruck? <laughs> I mean, they haven't got that right, surely. No, they have not. 100% they don't because if, yeah. they're, if they're claiming it as a theme song... Um, they need to pay a right, and they don't pay the right to the other big bash leagues. They pay it to L- JJ Elbert and Sons, who own the. Uh, That's the very technical. Yes. You need to play and, a young and rather than a right. Find, the, the youngs were in Easy Beats and yes, Stevie Wright. But if, you, okay, you have to be called paying a young. If we went back to the days where you had to play your local rugby league team to live in the district, uh, and then the boys that grew up in Ashfield, uh, the youngs. Yes, it yes. would be a magpie team, a yes. Western Suburbs, but your team yes. that has the right to play we any ACDC song. Well, that well, that had hey. uh, put uh, the wind right up uh, Barry O'Farrell, I can tell you that much. Yes. <laughs> he doesn't approve of any sort of that aggressive music being no, played no. at Tigers and live, games. played no. in uh, venues, <laughs> well, <laughs> making please. noise. Except day, bossing over in the daytime. A sunset bossing over, that's yes. Barry. Bossing over Baz. Bossing over Baz. <laughs> and uh, and what do we think about Baz Luhrmann taking on Elvis Presley, by the way? Why are we Well, that's news. So is he doing a biopic? He's is he? doing the, the big biopic. And he's, wow. He's got, oh, I thought we were talking about it like a boxing thing. Like a, ba- Baz <laughs> is playing Elvis? That seems to be a stretch. That would be, that would be what he would want to do. Yes. But uh, I think he, he's got Tom Hanks as Colonel Tom Parker. Uh, yeah, that's nice. He's yet to uh, assign the role for, it's a young Elvis film, not an old or aging Elvis film. But do you think he'll do it service, good service, or a oh. disservice? Adam Lambert. Adam Lambert. It's described in the recent yeah. Queen and Adam Lambert documentary. Roger Taylor, the drummer, said, uh, I looked at the kid and I go, he's Camp Elvis. Camp Elvis. Why is not? He, is, he, um, is he young enough to do a yes, young he's Elvis? he's young enough to do a young Elvis. He's got the cheekbones. Well, you know, he's yeah. probably Elvis not was enough. all about those cheekbones. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Jack Vision, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? You got cheekbones? Yeah, maybe. Wow. By the way, I don't know if you know the Crookers remix of Thunderstruck, but we used to live off that. Now, look, Origin, we'll unpack it yes. in forensic detail next week. Yes. But we, we, we need to talk about the NRL round. It has sucked up so much oxygen. 16 it's or whatever it was. But we all did watch a game. Or did you watch a game on the weekend? I did. Yeah, even though your team wasn't involved. I did, I did watch some games. and I watched uh, a bit of the heartbreak of the Knights and the Warriors. There's a bit of heartbreak. Well, before yeah. we go there, Dennis, yeah. and it is round 16, it was a truncated round, and it did open, Four sorry, games. Stephen, yeah. with the Dragons and the Storm. Yeah, yeah it was great, wasn't it? But uh, the, the, the whole narrative was dominated by uh, one Cam Smith, and I think he's got a milestone coming up, and I think you want to reflect on that. Is that yeah, right? Well, he, he is. He is the milestone man, and he is the, um, you know, again, it plays into the octopus DNA. This is a man who's about to play his 400th game of top-level What's the rugby next closest uh, individual with the, uh, a number of games but closer? He, he passed the record at 380. Who, who was yeah. that, Pat? Resident Stats Pat. Because he doesn't tackle. 
Or get tackled. He flops, and second. that's about as far as he goes. No, he does comes flop. He comes in late. Yeah, yeah. He late. comes in third. Does and he actually make any flop. effort? Does he expend any energy? At my point. And does he ever get hit? I've seen him once expend when Queensland last when they last won Origin. Isn't that great? When they last won an Origin series a couple of years ago, that was when he actually ran. He actually ran the ball. Normally he doesn't run. He'll Can just I take say a couple of steps. Soft. Soft. He's soft. Well, he has Can last. I? He has. He he knows how to. Uh, that's you know, why. Yeah. That's why. But uh, I think if you actually. Don't just look at his NRL career, but you look oh, at all the other rep games, top, whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. more There's, than 500 games of, dare I say, top flight football. So what does that tell us, Chris? You know, the robots, the lab. <laughs> Octopus DNA. Uh, yeah. Created individual. Doesn't have Mars, bones. Satan. There's something not right. Not he quite has, right. He has it. cartilage Octopus. instead of bones. Exactly. It's, so it's, it's, all, a, it's a mixture of science, yes. religion, and magic. And superstition, yeah, That's magic. That's right. <laughs> and they're having, they're having a lunch for him because he loves oh, a lunch. They're having speeches for him. He loves a speech. And what's fascinating is there's this other game which, Stephen, I know this is going to upset you. There's another game they play in Victoria called Rugby League. Well, Victorian Rugby League or, or Australian football, they okay, call it. Okay. And they've had four players cross the 400 mark. And they're having a lunch, and those four players are coming to the lunch. You're kidding me. No, I'm not. So Michael Tuck? Have... Michael Tuck, yes. Thank you. It looks a bit like uh, John Schumann from Red Gun. Uh, let me guess the... Oh, sorry, they're coming to Cameron Smith's lunch. They're going to Cameron Smith's lunch. That makes sense, doesn't it? The it Sandy does. Head guy who played for Essendon. You know when they talk about Dustin, the Dustin Fletcher. Fletcher, thank Yes. No, okay, no, keep going. No, I think I'm done after that. Okay, well, See, there's, there's a new one. Boomer Harvey from, from, from North Melbourne. What's That's the doing one. here? Sorry, doing here. <laughs> and, Seriously, this is my it's one thing for him to this do. Is my don't, we don't name. do it. My we do not name. do this. Methuselah Bartlett. <laughs> Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Bartlett. Methuselah Bartlett. From the Richmond Tigers. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're all going, which uh, I, I, I actually think that's a tremendous thing. And will you be playing a song which we're about to hear at well, that tribute? Uh, I won't be. This is a song which I'll submit to the tribute because it really does sum up Cam Smith and sums up the reaction. But, Sorry, but, guys, uh, can I just yeah. stop you there? Don't you ever watch Melbourne and go, they just don't understand the, the, the DNA of rugby league. They don't get what rugby league's all about. They're playing a version of rugby league which is winning. Yes, that's right. <laughs> they just don't get it. That's right. We've established the rugby league is all about losing and, and all the heartache. Yeah. And they don't buy into that. No. I do find when, when you hear... One of the sweetest sounds, like I spend a lot of time listening to music, to sounds, to sweetness, and one of the sweetest sounds is hearing a Melbourne crowd boo because they because the refs have gone against them for once. When they're winning, and it they happens boo. so rarely. And don't and you love the sound of a cowbell? Oh, my Who, I'd love God. to meet that person. I mean, God, smack that bloke in the head and with is a it, fish. Is, you know? the, is the Melbourne cowbell one person, or is it a situation don, of don, 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 don. like with the Australian victory song in the cricket that it's been it handed on handed like that. That's, what, what a marvellous tradition not right yeah. not on not anyway, right. I'll, I'll, I'll take it away if we've, we've actually pre-recorded this one mm. um, wow. so I'm going to give this to Pat and Pat is going to play it in you can't touch Smith you can't touch Smith Cam, 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 Cam Smith is just so good. He makes the referee say, oh my lord, thank you for giving me such good advice as a referee. It's fine when you hold them down. He's a referee's whisperer from Melbourne town. It's known as such. Cameron Smith is the one the referees can't touch. Tell him, Todd. He can't touch Smith. And Graham Annesley knows. Look at him kick, so true Slips when he kicks and he still gets to He'll kick it to you in your seat Even when you're sledging him, he smiles so sweet He's trolling, oh yeah Then he'll drop his knee into Croker's leg Like that, like that Cam likes to wrestle people on their back You might think he gets away with too much But Cam is the one the referees can't touch Yo, I told you, man You can't touch me He's the best con artist in the game Stop! 
camera time. Chechen sent him to the bin just for a little bit of back chatting. Chechen broke the golden rule because everybody knows you can't touch Smith, fool. You can't touch Smith. Tell him one more time, Todd. You can't touch Smith. You know what? The only positive about Cameron Smith's 400th game and all the attention is it's papered over the fact the Bellyache won 300 games as of last weekend. Did he? When your Dragons went down to the storm. Yeah, we had one brief, and that was to take out Cameron Smith, and, and our baby Dragons did not do their job properly. Dragonlings. Yeah, draglings. Yeah. So how bad's an escort? <laughs> you escort. <laughs> <laughs> does that drive you up the wall, Chris? It does drive me up the wall. And, and escort. You know. uh, the, no, the, the, the thing that drives you up the wall is that it's not the escort, it's the consistency around the escort. That they'll they'll call one in fifteen exactly. escorts, and when they call that one, it's always for the storm. Always for the it's storm because everybody knows that you run to the ball and you're protecting against the runners. Yeah, so and don't uh, don't markedly just you know change direction, bump into the opposing team, but just run for the ball. And he called it, didn't he? Ben Cummings. There's been much worse escorts that have been unpenalised. And it was in the last 10 minutes where you love players to decide the game. But there's something slightly poetic about the escort being called on Jacob Host, isn't it? Host <laughs> escort. escort, yeah. And of course, you know, much hilarity ensued uh, with the earlier call when Fatty Is there a rate said, for being an escort in rugby league? No. <laughs> when Fatty uh, asked Joey to explain what was an escort and they all dissolve into schoolboy <laughs> sniggering. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I think we can oh, all move dear. on from that, can't we? I was seething on, on Friday night with that. Because, really? You know, Thursday night? Uh, Thursday night. If you look at the um, the pundits, I think it was on you know um, the, the Fox, there was about eight people predicting. Not one people said St. George was supposed to win, of course. you know The odds were double. It was like you know $3 to 120 or some you know remarkable difference. you know And to put in such a performance, I'm being serious here now, fellas, you know, put in such a performance to shut that team down as best we could in those conditions, driving rain. Which were the same for both teams, mind you, but anyway. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, both of us had players out. I mean, we're running, what, 10th? And we had the same number virtually out for State of Origin. How does that work? They're running number one and they've only got the same numbers we have. You know what I'm saying? Well, that works because Bellamy's a genius that he gets all the talent centred in just a few people so he doesn't suffer much during Origin. He's just yeah. got all these journeymen, these workhorses, yes. executing and delivering. Duds. Including Billy Walters, son of Kevin Walters. Yeah. And that was a very emotional moment for uh, for certain members of the Fox Sports staff. Yeah, good, good teared up. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was nice. It, obviously, uh, Billy Billy's mother Kim was lost to breast cancer um, many years ago. Look, now. You're yeah. starting to wax poetic and lyrical about a team which has essentially relocated Queenslanders. <laughs> no, not this week. So we're not allowed to be poetic. <laughs> no, you're not. And Gordon can cry all he wants. We don't Boy, care. All right. Can I just say, can I just say how fascinating it is? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I, if we can't I, use this place to vent, what can I, we do? I, I do some socials with Stephen Ferris. I see, you know, I, I, we're friends on Facebook, and he, he never says anything. He's always quiet. And I'm sending messages. Hi, Stephen. Are you there, Stephen? Hi, Stephen. I'm sending you messages. How are you, Stephen? Takes a lot to drive you there. There's nothing there. But boy, howdy, Thursday night, he was on, and he was on large, and he was on repeatedly. And painful. there was vitriol. He was. It was all caps. It was, wasn't it? It was toxic green, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Two things get to me going. The Melbourne Storm and PC culture. And I don't know, I don't know when which makes him up. Uh, is Cameron going to be getting presented something at State of Origin, for God's sake, for his 400th in front of the whole world? Man of the match like oh, Billy did last no. year. <laughs> 
I tell you what, um, the one thing that about Origin that is interesting is Matchalette looks like he's out and zombie Ethan Lowe will come in. Hey, why do you call him zombie? He does look like he's from a film, doesn't he? He really looks like yeah. he's out of The Walking Dead. He yeah, always he does. does. Yeah. 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 Place for the rabbits now, which is the equivalent of being Some dead. Some George Romero film from back in 74. He's got that look, hasn't he? Speaking of <laughs> matters of horror, Dennis, uh, we are now looking at round 16 uh, and you have described it as a... Well, it's a weekend of terror. There was terror all over the field. There was there was Xavier Coates, the young uh, debutante from the Baby Broncos. We'll get onto the Baby, baby Broncos Bron- again because I don't know if you've ever heard the term. From baby the Papua New Guinea Kumuls, Baby Broncos <laughs> from the from the Kumuls. And um, as he checked into his hotel, Alex Glenn, like a primary school boy, was hiding under the bed. And so Breaks as up. as he walked in, he went ah. And he had set up his iPhone to video the response of Xavier Coates. And it was terror. It yeah. was absolute yeah. terror. And wide-eyed, tongue sticking out, <laughs> yeah. terror. You must and have tried a couple of stunts like the glad wrap on the toilet seat oh, in your touring days. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of that. I actually spent uh, – my dear friend Craig Jeffcott, actually, I actually spent a night in his cupboard. <laughs> so when he woke up in the morning, in the, uh, I could go, the... <laughs> The whole night broke into, yeah, broke into his house. Yeah. Carry on with the terror, sorry. And then, well, then the, uh, the Raiders, John Bateman, who it, it seemed, this is the guy who we've discussed on this very show, how he not only did he take on um, Gell, and Gell looked at him and went, this guy's crazy, I'm backing off. So Fafita stepped in, Fafita looked at him and went, no, nah, this guy's crazy, I'm backing off. So this is a man who clearly fears nothing, was brought up on, a, on an estate in England, had a child at 16. There was stabbings every day. He's, he's done it tough. He's a tough man. And he's the only reason the Raiders are in the top eight. And he was presented blindfolded with a baby crocodile. Right. And oh. he, he ran. And the look on his face, again, it was the same look that Xavier Coates had. Absolute terror. That was on the professor's late hit. It was on the professor's late hit. And you're saying that the Bateman who's you know come from the mean streets and is the toughest ombre around. Where are the mean streets? Is it Fishwick or somewhere, are they? What? Oh, no, he's from North He's from North England. Ah, yeah. from all. Okay. So And, and you're saying he's Brantford. just folding like a pack of cards. That's the corrosive influence of Ricky Stewart. <laughs> he turned the hardest man, <laughs> softest jello. No, it was actually the crocodile. No, no, right, okay. Everyone we loves it. Run, but, we? but then, not only that, then in uh, the Roosters game, Latrell Mitchell makes a lot, runs through and yells, Wah! and he happens to be quite close to Henry Perinara, who's clearly a bit unsafe. Unsettled by it, and he looks, and again, it's the same face. The wide open Why, eyes. I the missed open that. Why was he so terrified? What, what did he do? What because Latrell just ran through and yelled. Oh, yelled! And it was the try. Close. Yeah, yeah it was, blood it was, curling it was scream. Try. Yeah, blood wow. curling. And Henry. Now Henry Perinara, he's an interesting referee because you'll find a he has a sense of humour and he yeah. can display it, yeah, yeah. which a lot of them. He's a lot got of them a pretty have good head, humors. hasn't he? He's got a good head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. really lovely guy. Like he's a great Is guy he? to go out with a beer for a beer. But he he will back if if. If he gets chatted to, if, if a, a player arcs up to him, he doesn't go, oh, look, I think you need to calm down. Does none of that. He will actually go to the player, you want a piece of me? You want a piece of me? Like, he's, he's a former player. He's a, you know, he's... Well, he had a fantastic set two with Gutho, didn't he, a couple of yeah, weeks ago? Yeah, And Gutho was sort of drawing an analogy from the uh, hit on Alvaro, and he kept going two weeks earlier, and Perinara goes, three weeks, go away. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, no offence to Perinara, but you should show me the photo of Latrell. Arcing up against Perinari's arm up that could that could be the the new NRL statue. It could, you know. <laughs> Don't you think it's got a nice look about it? I tell you what, but it's, it's the same face. And if you go the to the fight, you actually can see this photo on the Fire Up Facebook page, Dennis. Can sorry, you? Sorry, interrupt there. And I think Perinari's look probably reflects the quality of refereeing we're getting right now. Well, it has been, which a is shocker. arm up, defensive, and somewhat yeah. panicked. Yeah, not Ben Cummins, much. arrogant, cool, aloof, <laughs> doesn't care, no heart. 
Machine. Come on. Yeah. yeah. And there, there, there has been terror before. There was, of course, the Channel's, Channel 7 cameraman was walking back from the beach after a Melbourne training session they'd been filming. And Cam Which had would be horrifying itself. Cam had hidden in the bushes, was waiting, and then comes out in his budgie smugglers and goes, ah, at yeah. the cameraman who nearly drops his camera. But that footage has been excised from the public record, I believe, Dennis. That, which has again, been excised the, from the public the record. The Politburo that is the Melbourne Storm and the brand management that goes on with Smith, because yeah, he's yeah. a game yeah, manager. Yeah. They have their fingers everywhere. Well, sure, well, well they're tentacles. I mean, look, look uh, you've, got, you've got North Korea... You got Russia, you got China, you got plenty of great examples they can they can learn from every single day, right? How how do they operate? Okay, let's take a few tricks. That's why the Chinese spy ship is looking at our exits. They're actually watching the storm, going, so, "How do you do this? You guys yes. are great." Yes. The photo opportunity yes. of Trump, Kim Jong Un, and Cameron Smith is one. No Putin. That needs to, well, Putin would actually hey, that, yeah, that'd be good. He'd be laughing in the back. I, I was actually reading about uh, clubbing in China last week. Clubbing in China, and yeah. they'll as shut in, as in wooden clubs or like. Oh, like, sorry. Gladys, if you are listening, and there's every chance she will be after she's heard that she's on this yeah. uh, podcast. Uh, in China, when the, if, they, if they raid the club, yeah. they're not... Ra- after you've done your 26 face ID checks. Correct. And you're not Muslim. If they raid the club, they're not trying to see if you're in possession of illegal substances. They actually haul you away and test everybody to see whether you've ingested something. Yeah. And if you're a foreign foreigner, you're, in, you're you know... Yeah put on the next plane yeah. and if you're local you're in jail for a short period of time and have great restrictions placed on you so we're just uh, pussies over here as terms of the lockout yeah, laws yeah. and whatever don't let Gladys yeah, know dogs. this please no, it's, <laughs> she does listen like she's <laughs> well Gladys be checking she... at the gates on the weekend with the dogs will she be there personally well I think pat down first of all will there be dogs at origin because there probably should be yeah and secondly that would be look I went to the Boy George thing at the Ivy last uh, the week before last. Yes. He's a fine DJ. Terrific DJ. Yeah, very yeah. house-oriented set. Great and job. And soulful house. Very much so. Supported yeah. by Kate Munro's Sveta. Great. Uh, there were probably five people less than under the age of 40 at the gig. Yes. Mm. And probably only about 400 in total. But people have taste. Yeah. And they were the carers? 25 people got arrested outside the Ivy for possession. Oh, man. The, the, Where do you the, start with the that? Tele- the Telegraph reported two things. They said there were 100 cops. Yeah. I think that might have been an overstatement. It was probably 10. It was probably a typo. But the correct number of cops shouldn't be there. I mean, really? <laughs> Mature people going about their own good time? Well, Leave exactly. it alone. And the Telegraph described them as aging boppers. Aging boppers. <laughs> wow. Well, they're wrong for both ends, isn't it? So, you know, Cameron Smith... North Korea, yeah, Putin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's all unholy, isn't it? Yes, it is. Any more Terry we've got for us, Dennis? Well, the other one was I heard Marty Tapao speaking at a, at a thing. And, I, of course, I love Marty Tapao because he's a big part of music theatre, given that his contract was sent to a Canadian music theatre. That's right. I remember he famously had the record for the, for the most powerful bench press. Bench press. Does. Yes, he does. Yeah. Yes, he does. So well, does. I think second to him is the Hopawati's 18-year-old boy wow. in Manly, who's um, yeah, scary. But he um, isn't fond of spiders. Oh. Right, and this is a man who, again, you see that he's he's a ferocious looking gentleman when he's running with the ball. Yeah. But he said, if someone you know, turns up, with but their, obviously spiders have no fear. Puts a, a, a flat hand out and cups the other hand over the top as if they've oh, got something. <laughs> he'll freak out. So all that. you need to do in a scrum is walk out, <laughs> Marty, Marty, and he said, "I'm out. I will just even the so, suspicion of so I'm out." So for once, if Marty fails to make a tackle on a player dodging and weaving. <laughs> He can actually run the defence. He had spiders on him. He could. <laughs> he could. <laughs> hey, how does that? I, I I missed that particular game. I was doing my radio shift on another station, and the Broncos, who of course have been appalling, were beaten by well, uh, beat the Sharks. What happened? Tell us all about that. Well, okay. Should we just gloss over Knights and Warriors? And not even bother. 
Knights and Warriors. Oh, those brave. There was gutsy. Oh, I think that was the one where they used the word gutsy. The teller called the knights gutsy. Probably so the most had- interesting is the they gave it away, right? Yeah, the knights debuted a play called Phoenix Crossland. Love it. It's love terrific, it. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the and Warren Smith and we love Warren Smith. He kept referring to the Baby Broncos 2.0. Yes. Now, what is a Baby Bronco? I've never heard of so that. So I reckon it was, it was 20 years ago, decimated by Origin. Yeah. The Wayne Bennett had to play a team of, um, you know, also what young rans, fit men, also ran some debutantes <laughs> and some <laughs> tight old men. <laughs> yeah, some uh, sub editor at the Telegraph came up with the expression "baby Broncos." That They're geniuses, aren't they? How do they do it? So two point zero, I reckon, is wheeled out every year around <laughs> oh, Origin every time, year, the, right? particularly with the Broncos. Just they love that alliteration, and there has been, and and this the chip is coming off the shoulder here. Yeah, there has been many years when there's been baby Broncos, and. Um, you look at the Raiders team, and and that they haven't been the youngest team on the weekend. No, oh, it's been the Raiders, has it, Dennis? It has. Yeah. Oh, now, now, and the <laughs> you look through lime-coloured glasses. Yeah. Yeah. The Daily Telegram, of course, they, they they see us all as goldfish, don't they? We don't remember last year. <laughs> no, no, that's right. Well, they don't. <laughs> so, of course, no, we no, won't. No. no one's going to remember that. So, so. T- to be honest, I've speculated that the Broncos wheel out the baby so often that the child protection agencies are down at Red <laughs> Hill. Concerned, just they? making sure, <laughs> sure that it's okay. Yeah. But uh, it was an unusual game because the Sharks, uh, for the first time in recorded history, and Redfern Pat has confirmed this, it's the first time in recorded history that a team has scored more tries than the opposition. And lost. In three times in a row. What was Alfie Lang's famous comment? Can't kick? Yeah. Well, can't that's, play, can't, you know. Yeah. yeah. Can't back, can't bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Can't, yeah. No, I th- can't I think that was... So that's officially... I think it was pretty straightforward from um, Alfie. I think it was as Dragons can't play. I think can't play, yeah. yeah. Which is, you know... In his underpants, doing push-ups drunk at the bar. Yeah. With Words to live by. Yep. Uh, and this was... Josh Morris scored a hat-trick in 15 minutes in the second half, and they still, still couldn't, couldn't win. Couldn't do it. And then Sean Johnson, the big fish, hooked, hooked. by John Morris. Yeah. And, and, and won't they now... Josh Morris or John John Morris, isn't it? John Morris. <laughs> it's confusing, isn't it? So yeah. many Moray. And and won't they now be talking about that Coach Morris is not old enough, he's too close to the players, that sort of thing? Because Jeez. a month ago he was the new super coach. Now yeah, he's calm. Is this a Kiwi settled. thing though? Is it a Kiwi thing? Has he got to think about the Kiwis? Oh, you know? Maybe. Maybe he doesn't like their new leader. Though, Have they had the, like they're talking about him being hooked. Has there been anything like the, hey, the trout hey, amongst the sharks? Oh, well, St George will have him. Yeah. Happy to have him. The you know, you don't want him. <laughs> the probably the best of the uh, debutants in terms of names was Herbie Farnsworth. <laughs> Farnsworth, <Great. laughs> that's sort of 1960s sixties American Sophie, isn't it? <laughs> Herbie oh. Farnsworth, and, and some, also some great work from the referees. Uh, Xavier Coates, who soared spectacularly for a try off a cross kick. Did the same thing, but unfortunately knocked the ball into Josh Morris. Mm. And the video ref said, now, I believe the Broncos player, and he goes, um... Uh, Hector. Uh, so catch that audio if you can in okay. the bunker. And then there was another try to the Broncos after the ball had ricocheted off uh, feet and Moylan hadn't done what he had to do. And Chechen refers it to the in goal, sorry, to the bunker, and he goes, now, look, I just need to look at all the doodah that went on. <laughs> People say, Matt, don't go there. Hey, so look, I've just obviously not seen a lot of football, as happens. Yes. <laughs> but you were mentioning all these names I've never heard of. Yeah, because the game Xavier moves on. Xavier and Farnsworth. That's right. And, yeah. yeah, the game on, evolves. It evolves very fast. And it's also the corrosive effect of origin. Yes, it is. You does. have to sort of find your but bug. We're through that now. Babies. Origin will uh, draw a line under yeah. uh, the truncated Itself. rounds yeah. and whatever, and yeah. we'll move into the last phase. But just a couple of things before we go. You were down at the snow, Stephen? Yes. How was it? Um, Cold? 
Well, uh, not really, no. It was about 11 degrees when you're skiing, so it's quite warm. Yep. Uh, could do with better cover if that's what you want to hear. Uh, the food was fine. Uh, the knee's not so good. How did, how did you go? Not so good. How's it? Big snowplow, slight parallel? Uh, no, yeah. splayed outwards. Splayed outwards? Outwards, Reverse yeah. snowplow. Yes, and, yes, exactly. And the knees aren't, aren't built for that. No. No, not ACL. good. You were there with your son. You posted some vision. He looked enormously competent on the slopes. And he's flying. He needs a stealth. You know, you need a radar to try. He's under the radar. You know, yeah. shoo, you he know. loves it? Loves it, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, did, he did carve up a big lump of powder at you in that thing as well. Yeah. <laughs> it came. It was beautiful. Yeah, and uh, a little uh, hotel room, which was, uh, you know, the pictures are when the pictures lie. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> two steps, you're at the end of the room and two single beds and one TV, <laughs> and it was all in, you know, does Yugoslavia still exist? Yugoslavian grey. It doesn't, but <laughs> I have a friend who's a like, Yugoslavian grey. Get this, the kettle. The kettle's got a spot and a cable. The cable isn't long enough to reach the power point. So when you plug it in, you've got to hold the kettle up in your hand. <laughs> Does the kettle fit? Could you actually get the kettle under the tap in the sink? Because I find a lot of hotels, you can't get the kettle under the tap. You have to take it into the bathroom and put it in the shower. Exactly. Exactly. Here's my thing about hotels, right? You know, you know how you go into a hotel room and you go, there's a really smart idea like a... Uh, hook in the shower so you can dry your clothes or just there's all sorts of little yeah, doodads doodads right <laughs> doodads right why isn't there one hotel that has all those smart ideas all those smart in ideas. the one room please like please. it's, it's yeah. just like dispersed and yeah. it's it's, yeah. it's it's a grand conspiracy designed yeah. to oh, I think keep you looking for the, the perfect the other one. conspiracy is the hotel they have those stupid automatic taps and you don't know what like it's it's like the Masonic the secret handshake if you put your hand in the wrong, wrong place the, the bloody soap comes out on your left yeah. and you, you have to wave do I touch you he's sitting obviously there, at a higher rank than we are you're sitting there waving and looking like an idiot and the guy next to you is like he doesn't know the handshake no. he's not a oh, regular of this public? hotel yes, change yes 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 yeah. yeah. no, I'm not in the, not in the private bathroom yeah, yeah. My, my biggest beef about hotels sound limited TVs you know because they yes. don't want you to disturb the patron the next thing and you can't hear the footy hit the wall shocking shocking that and you had a little birthday soiree, I mean, you were... Oh, I did, yes. Uh, no rugby league players attended. Is that right? Yeah, and no police, no dogs on Crown Street. So we'd, say, we'd chalk that up to a success, would we? How civilised. Did Gladys come? No, wasn't invited. She would have been watching, though. She was watching. <laughs> she would have been watching. Yeah, it's like the Chinese, right? Face ID, <laughs> yeah. everywhere you go. Like Dennis, that. your week? My week, last week or this week, the week coming, I'm, 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 like I said, I'm off to Queensland. Yeah, right, the tour. The, the rugby league, the musical, of, yeah, this, launched in Newcastle. Great night, and uh, now off to. So you'll come back with uh, road stories for us next week. I'll come back with road stories from from playing. That's in so the curious thing is going to be when I play. That's in Queensland. If New South Wales win, do I tag the New South Wales victory ending on it, which I did last year? <laughs> Didn't go down well in Queensland. And and what is that ending? What does it consist of? It consists of suggesting that the, the song's unfair because it is in fact something like seventy eight percent of Queensland. Heroes are actually from Queensland, and you look at you know the big yeah. apart from the from Inglis, yeah. so many of the names it's are still actually born and raised there, though, isn't there? Oh yeah, there is. Yeah. And I was so pleased this, this week when they put in um, who's the Christian Welch? Yes, and you just Google up. Oh, what do you know? He's born in Sydney. Of course he is, because he's uh, a Queenslander. Fantastic, thank but, you. Uh, Place for the storm. Place for Your the numbers storm. went up, but yeah, numbers went up. So I was, was able to reversion the song again, um, <laughs> even though they had dropped out Port Headland born Kalen uh, Ponga, yeah. but. The, it consists of naming the towns that bred the champions, yes. and we go through. There's Brisbane, there's Toowoomba, and the, you know there's all the, where they all come from. But then the final one is, but where's the Origin Shield? That's in New South Wales. Yeah, and that got in New South Wales. People stand Love and applaud. In Queensland, they boo and they throw you know rotten tomatoes and eggs and things. I hope you get to play it. So. <laughs> you earn your money's worth, though. 
Just certainly work hard. Yeah. Certainly work hard. Not I the went, best, just the hardest working. I went and saw King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, Wizard yeah. at the Uni of New South Wales Roundhouse. <laughs> First of all, the Roundhouse. I hadn't been there for a while. Yeah. In the last two weeks, Roller Disco. my daughter went to a drag show there. Mm. I went to New Japan Wrestling and now King Gizzard. It's, it's very versatile. The Federal Police wow. must be lazy at this point in time. Yeah. It's not on their radar. I know. Mm. Uh, can I go out on a limb here? I'm sort of saying I can't think of a better rock band that's come out of Australia this decade. Yeah, uh, this decade. That's good call. Mm. They are so uh, diverse and yeah. talented. Yeah. And uh, it was actually good to see there's still uh, an audience for that band. And I want to send a shout out to Sven, who came up and Hi, said... Sven. Sven said... Hi, Sven. I recognise you from your voice. I'm a huge fan of both New Fire Up and More Fire Up. Wow. So that was really exciting. So we have got one. Do you get, yeah. the, do you get the truth for a discount, Chris? I haven't looked at the... the uh... You just subscribe and you get the whole thing on the one feed. So it, is, it is double the cost. Yeah. Double the cost. It's yeah, double, double zero. Yeah. Double, double zero. zero. Yeah, I also saw Rocketman. And? I liked it. It's pretty sad, though, Is I found it? it. Have you seen it? No. Right. Dennis, you're looking quizzically. Oh, no, I want to see it. Yeah. I knew that. I'm just yeah. wondering what it's said. He doesn't like his parents, that would be fair to say. Right. And it's in contrast to the Queen movie, which was, yes, historically inaccurate, but telling a story about the rise of the band. Yes. Uh, it's, this one's more fantasy, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's a mood piece. Yeah. Oh, this one is? Yeah. Because I thought that was like it was kind of fictional. The, the, the Queen one was fairly fictionalised. The, the Queen one played around with yeah, the facts it played, and the story, it played, but it's sort of... Yeah, but it was sort of based on reality, whereas yeah. what, what you get with Elton is sort of an impression of his descent into madness, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. And it's, it's is not, he coming out to coach the blues? It's not full of details. <laughs> Dennis, have you seen Elton John League? before? Have I seen him perform? Yeah. Only on TV. Only on TV. Do you like him? Yes, I do. As a songwriter? Magnificent. Oh, well, he's not really the songwriter, but he's, he's a magnificent... Uh, he writes the music, though, yes? Uh, yes, he's not the lyricist. He writes he oh, this puts is the, the thing. This is the thing. By the yeah, way, if, he's, talking, right? if this is hopefully a good omen, my favourite Elton John album is Blue Moves. But what's interesting about Elton and Stephen, you'd have... Is it a bossa nova? You, you both had involvement in songwriting. He's put together through a management company with Bernie Taupin, yeah. and Bernie wrote lyrics... And he gave them to Elton, and Elton would write the music. Yes. Yep. And I think they recorded Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, maybe in Honky Shadow or something like that. But Bernie would write the lyrics, and Elton would come down, they'd have breakfast. Bernie would present him with the lyrics, he'd go away and write with the tunes that became uh, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. It's an unusual way Very of writing unusual. songs. What would they have for breakfast? Oh, you know, usual. Salmon. Yeah. What, salmon? Eggs. Eggs. Eggs, Eggs Benedict Hollandaise, salmon. Yeah. Hollandaise. Yeah. Hopefully not the juice that Moses Embi had that uh, <laughs> gave him the anaphylactic shock. But that dates back to Hal David and Bert Backrack. And, yeah. and those yeah. you know, but, uh, Tin Pan Alley. But you, you, and, and he's absolutely Tin Pan Alley, and that was his original mm. ambition was mm. to be a songwriter. But you normally, ex, you know, often they write together, those yeah. guys, don't they? They sit in a room. Doesn't even bother. No, they didn't sit in a room together. No, they, Bernie's arrogant, isn't he? Yeah. Here you go. Let me tell you. Breakfast with Bernie. <laughs> the, their relationship is good now, but there was a very, very wobbly moment was where it? Bernie uh, wrote an album with Alice Cooper called From the Inside about Alice's experience in a sanatorium drying out from alcoholism. <laughs> and he did dry out and then he got addicted to cocaine, but that's another story. Why not? Which he didn't tell for decades that that had happened to him. But he and Bernie really bonded and Elton was not happy. Right. And Jealous. like Elton's band played on that record for Alice. Wow. Yeah, yeah, David Johnson slap. and <laughs> Nigel Olsen and all that sort of deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Mm. Now, look, um, we do have Origin coming up, but just a couple of promotional things. Uh, Stephen, in your absence, Dennis and I were lucky enough to head up to Queensland and appear on the Batuta Advocate podcast. Right. Yeah, which was... The drought's hitting hard up there. It was, was you know, mm. 
tough times. Dominantine and we, is dry. Yeah, we've done the best we can and try to put a few smiles on faces by talking <laughs> up Queensland. But we were, of course, very sad because you weren't there. You, you tried to bring that into this little segment, didn't you? Mm. Talking up Queensland. Mm. Well, you know, I have been talking to certain <laughs> You're big people. blokes, aren't you? <laughs> and just to plant the seed, and we'll be bringing details in coming weeks, we are doing a live show February 11. So February 11, Friday the 11th of October, the Friday after the grand final, where we'll be coming off the back of our grand final wrap-up show for New Fire Up, Stephen. Yes. So at the Factory Theatre, Marrickville, 7pm, we're going to be looking at the Keepers of the Flame. We'll have some nominees for the people who really are the essence of Fire Up that have kept us going low these many years. Tickets at factorytheatre.com.au. We'd love to see you there. Yes, we would. Wonderful stuff. Great to be back. So good to be back. Can I simply say, go the blues, and I'll be holding the DJ personally responsible. <laughs> if, if that boss over doesn't work. They've forgotten about the music from the last game. You've been on More Fired Up too. on the Diamond Tina Podcast Network. Fired up, we're ready to go.